0: Welcome, and thanks for listening to this message from City Bridge Community Church. Our heart at City Bridge is to call all people to be fully devoted followers of Christ. To learn more about City Bridge and how you can take your next faithful step with Jesus, check us out online at citybridgechurch.org. Now, here's the message. We did last week with Ephesians 6, and one of the things it says in Ephesians 6 is that the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And that word from Hebrews divides things. And as we as believers can, in you know, Ephesians 4 try to operate in that old man and not put on the new man, that sword of the spirit can wreak havoc inside of us and rightly divide things in a way that helps us be conformed to the likeness and image of God. And so my question to you is, what has that sword done over the last I don't know, 10 weeks that we've been in this series. How has the word of God in the book of Ephesians done something on the inside of you? You know, I always say like, you know, what what are you learning out of God's word? And you can tell me what you're reading, but no, like what has been the dagger that has gone through your heart from God's word that has made you like stumble and go, wow. I, I, I need to put that into practice. What has that been for you over the last 10 10 weeks or so. For me, it's been pretty clear. It's just an observation Derek shared, I think week one. And he just said, as we were talking about the wealth in Christ, that the only command in the first three chapters is the word remember. And after he said that, I just kind of been staggering every since then going, okay, I've got some work to do on Remembering. And that shows up in Ephesians 2.11 and 2.12. And so we're going to build our morning around, we're going to slow down. Because I I don't know about you, I'm a week into summer, and uh, I'm tireder than I should be, a week into summer, right, with all those kids home. And so we're going to slow down this morning, and we're going to take kind of three movements remembering what Ephesians says about you, and probably the second dagger through my heart, just in Ephesians four, it says, "Give thanks always, and for everything, to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ." And I don't know about you, but I I need to grow in my thankfulness. And so, um, on one end of the book, end is going to be remember, and the other end is going to be just. How do we respond with a thankful heart? You may have noticed as we've done testimonies up here for the last 10 weeks, really since we opened, the testimony format is the same. It's who were you pre-Jesus, even if Jesus was work, before you placed your faith in Jesus, what did your life look like? And what was that moment when God in all of his goodness and grace and glory opened up your eyes and ears so you could See Jesus and all of his provision for the first time and place your trust in him. That's kind of the second part of every testimony we've had up here. And the third part is, so what? What difference does that make in your life? And whether that's Todd Tremonti talking about work, whether that's the Bailey's talking about marriage, regardless of who it is, it's all, what did it look like? When did you trust in Christ? And so what difference does it make? That's gonna be our rhythm this morning. So I'm gonna reread Ephesians 2, one through three in this first part, talking about your past. And I want you to think about, just visualize as we read through this, what did your life look like before Jesus? And, and put yourself in these words. Here's what Paul says. And I'm in the wrong place here. It says, you were dead in the trespass and sin and once you once walked, following the course of the world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and mind and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Here's what we're gonna do. Um, I spent my week just laying out all six chapters and go and just thinking, what is our identity before Jesus? And what, how does the book of Ephesians talk about that? How does it talk about our present reality and how does it talk about our future reality? So what I wanna do is I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes and I'm just gonna read what the book of Ephesians says who you were before Jesus. So close your eyes, here's what it says. You were dead. You followed the prince of the power of the air. You lived in the passions of your flesh. You were a child of wrath. You were separated. You were alienated. You were an alien. You were a stranger. You had no hope. You are without God in the world. You are far off. You are darkened in understanding. You are ignorant. You are hard hearted. You are calloused. You are given up to sensuality. You are greedy to practice every kind of impurity take one minute and just silently where you are, just thank the Lord that he has saved you out of that pit. Um, I hope you see the same observation I see and just believe it where, you know, Paul spends three verses talking about our past. He's gonna spend six talking about who we are and as we just prepared this week i was convicted that um, what paul says what god says about me in this book that if i believed it on the inside it would change a lot about rob berry's insecurities it would change a lot about rob berry's anxieties it would change everything if i deeply believe this on the inside and he really cares that you can put your finger on your past so you can appreciate his provision and present. But he really cares about that you know who you are in him. And if you know the wealth, if Rob Berry can grasp the wealth that I have in Jesus, it, it will change everything. It'll change everything. So here we go. Ephesians 2 verse 4 says this, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we are dead in our trespasses, he made us alive. Together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. And raised us up and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Friends, let me stop. That's a present tense verb. We are raised with him and seated with him. It's a past tense verb that has present implications. So that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards you in Christ Jesus. Are you excited to see that? I long to see that. And I can see it dimly now. But there's gonna be a day when you and I don't see this dimly. We see it clearly. For by grace, you've been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It's the gift of God. Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes again. And I want to just remind you, these are words that Paul uses in the book of Ephesians to talk about your present reality. So close your eyes and just meditate on these words. Saints blessed with every spiritual blessing, chosen, holy, blameless, predestined, adopted as a son or a daughter, redeemed through his blood. You've obtained an inheritance. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. You're loved. You're guaranteed. You're enlightened. You're made alive with Christ. You're raised and seated with him. You are brought near by the blood of Christ. You have been reconciled to God through the cross. You are a fellow citizen with the saints. You are a member of the household of God. You and I are growing into a holy temple in the Lord, a dwelling place for God. We can understand the mystery of Christ. You have boldness and access with confidence through your faith in Jesus. You have been strengthened by Christ in a way that Christ may dwell in your hearts. You have been strengthened to comprehend God's deep, deep love. You can be filled with all the fullness of God. God is at work in us. He has gifted you to build others up towards maturity. He is giving you a mouth to build others up, a job to share. You have been forgiven so you can forgive. You have been renewed in the spirit of your mind. You have a new self so that you can put off the old self. Your new self reflects the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. You can be an imitator of God, a beloved child, You can understand what the will of the Lord is. You can be filled with the Spirit, controlled by the Spirit. You are being sanctified. Take a second to just give thanks quietly in your place. So let's let's jump into our our present and our future reality. And as the scriptures talk about um, what has changed in the past and what implications that has in our future, you know, I I can sometimes go like way down the road, the eschological timeline road. You no, know, like in the next minute, that's the future. And um, and so let's read it in that that way. Ephesians 2.10, a verse that, do you remember the time, you know, where you in in just being part of the world, even if you were raised in a church, you just believed that you were saved by works. I I can remember that. And remember reading the first time I read, you know, this passage, it was like, no, you're not saved by, by your works, you're saved for something in the future. Like God wants to use 16-year-old Rob Berry who is clueless and just heard for the very first time that God loves him and doesn't want to bring judgment on a 16-year-old Rob Berry. He's brought it on his son, Jesus, so I can be free And that Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection happened to reconcile me back to him so I could walk in a relationship with him. And in that relationship, as I walk with him, Ephesians 2.10 is going to happen. Where he's going to do something crazy with me and with you as you are walking with the Lord. You are going to become his conduit. And if you don't love electricity, that's, that's what moves one thing from one side to the other. He's gonna use you to as his conduit of grace to other people. He's gonna love other people through you, through his church. When you build someone up let no corrupting talk come into your, your mouth, but only such as good for building others up as it fits the occasion so that it may give grace to those who hear He's gonna use you to build other people up. And when you build other people up, other people are gonna mature because of your gift towards them. And it it's crazy how you are an instrument, instrument of wrath. And it in just a blink of an eye, when he opens up your eye and you place your faith and trust in Jesus, you move literally from death to life and you move. From a, to, from a son of disobedience and wrath over to a conduit of his grace where he can love people through you and use gifts that he's given to bless and mature other people through you. It's supernatural. So here's what Ephesians 2.10 says. We're gonna read it one last time this morning. We, isn't that a great word? We, not me, not I, not you. We, we, church, together, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Friends, when you are a son of wrath and of disobedience, Something else happens when you are reconciled to God. You are recreated. You have a new self that you can put on. Created in the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Here's what Ephesians wants to say about your future maybe about your next minute, says this, that we will see the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness. We were saved for good works. We can give thanks always and for everything. We can submit to one another. We can be a faithful wife with a very imperfect and unfaithful husband. We can be a faithful husband with a very imperfect wife. That might be the work God has laid out for you. You can be a a faithful, Christ honoring, Christ conduit employee with a very imperfect boss. You can be a faithful employer with crazy employees. You can be a faithful Christ conduit child at 44 maybe to very imperfect parents. You can be a faithful dad or mom with very imperfect and unfaithful kids. That might be the work that he wants you to walk in. You can faithfully wage war against a very real enemy. And one of the craziest things that I've just come to know is true is that no matter what happens between you and me and each other, we will never be the enemy. We have a real enemy that is trying to destroy us. We, we'd laughed trying to cancel us gathering today because of floods. Not on my watch. <laughs> Friends, I, I don't know what the good work is he wants you to walk in, but it may be under your roof of your house. It may be Monday through Friday. I know for sure it's building each other up towards full maturity where we're not gonna be children tossed to and fro by the winds, carried around by every wind of destruction. Destruction. By deceitful schemes. He wants to use you where He has you for good works, that you would be His conduit of grace to a boss, employer, employee, employee, children, parents, spouses. That's the good work He's laid out for you to walk in faithfully in the power of His Spirit, who has sealed you for the day of redemption. That's good news. So let me end this morning with the way Paul ends this letter. He says, peace be to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. Thanks for listening. We pray this message encourages you on your journey with Jesus. If you found this message helpful, feel free to share it with others and leave us a review. To learn about City Bridge and how you can take your next faithful step with Jesus, check us out online at citybridgechurch.org. You can also follow us on social at citybridgecc. See you next time.